Welcome to Outlaw Talking Trash with the Outlaw Michael Thompson and Whispering Eagle and the Pookie and Pookie today. So one of the hot topics I really want to talk about, I'm going to jump the gun and get right into it. Oh, before I do though, I fooled y'all. Nope. Ah, the Outlaw says, nope. Uh, oh, uh, no, uh, you guys really. Uh, come to our Facebook group, Outlaw Talking Trash. Join us, follow us, like us. Communicate with us. Uh, you guys can go to my webpage, also mtomsig.com. Uh, we are still currently looking for a sponsor as well for the show. If you guys are interested in that, give either Whisper Eagle or myself a PM on Facebook. Um, not much else for promos there. I'll, I'll get that stuff out of the way. So my main topic that I really want to talk to you about tonight, or start off with at least, is so I saw this post and I thought it was kind of interesting. So I wanted to get your perspective on it, Whispering Eagle. So it's about AEW. And, and before I ask you this question, this is what I'm going to go down my road. And I'm going to tell you guys, I've been, if you guys have been listening to our podcast at all, you'll know what I've been saying in every podcast when I talk about AEW and where it's going, where it's at, and where it should be at. Tony Khan has built a project. You know, he's built a company from nothing to where it is at right now, which is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And I give I give him all the credit in the world for, for doing that. I mean, but the question that was proposed to me, is AEW really on the rise or is it a sinking ship? And, and here, to answer that question before I get your comment on it, Whispering Eagle, here's some of the things that I, I'm calling Tony Khan out again on our show, and I'm going to keep calling Tony Khan out until he, like, comes and talks to us on the show or something. But anyway, you've been on the outlaw list quite a bit, Tony Khan. So here's what I'm going to tell you. you I'm going to compare it. I watched this, this shark show this week, okay? Yeah. It was about sharks. So it was, like, Shark Week or whatever. And this is the analogy that I came up with for Tony Khan after I watched the Shark Week. Because sharks are, like, one of my favorite animals. So, this is the truth about sharks. So, I'll mostly talk about like bull sharks. So, when bull sharks are born, they, they go to shallow waters and they give birth to the, yeah. to the baby sharks. And they're well, also the big, one of the only sharks that can go into fresh, fresh water. Fresh water, too. The bigger sharks generally hang out in the ocean, though. Yeah. Some bigger sharks can go up, go up into the river stream, but it's not so much the, the ocean water or the river water I'm talking about. What happens in a shark's life is they're, when they're born, they sharks eat sharks, too. Mm -hmm. So they become almost prey instantly. And I'm referring this to kind of AEW in a way because at first AEW was kind of like the prey against WWE, yeah. the competition, you know? But what happens with younger sharks if they survive the birth and everything like that don't get eaten? They hang out in the shallow waters... They go like where the bigger sharks can't get them. They find their food. They become the predator that they are. They they get bigger. They get fatter until they get big enough to explore out in the water. And, and I put AEW in that category too. And that's where I see them right now. Yeah. They're they're in this stage where they've they've grown and they've gotten fat and they're they're ready to go out into the deep water. But. Even at that point, because sharks are still pretty small, 
when they go out in the deep water, they still have to find an area to call their own. They have to become the predator to eat the food, and they have to not make sure that they still don't become the prey to the bigger sharks. Yeah. And that's where I put AEW at right now. And two of the things that I've been consistently saying on the show was Red Eagle, and I absolutely believe this is true. AEW right now needs to streamline somewhere where people can watch. Besides YouTube, I know YouTube is huge, but they need to be on like Netflix, Hulu, uh, something like that, Peacock. Yeah. Where, you know, like one of these uh, Paramount, something like that. They need to do something like the network. Right. But the network, whenever WWE did the network, I hated that. Uh, because, um, the, you know, but, but the thing is, I did buy into it a couple of times because I wanted to watch pay-per-views for free. And I got to see, you know, three months of pay-per-views for free, you know. And so... Well, and this is where I'm going with this. So, AEW right now, even though they're on, what, TV, TBS and TNT, correct? Mm -hmm. So, the ratings for those shows have fluctuated so much. Sometimes they're way up, like 1.2 million but they've dropped as low as like 450,000. Yeah. You know, and so you have inconsistent ratings in your shows. And then the only place that you can really catch AEW if you don't have those two channels on your TV is YouTube or a pay-per-view channel like what you were talking about before. You know, like when you were talking about the reel and you have to pay an extra $10 yeah. a month for that. Well, you know, a lot of people are dropping cable because the cost of money and stuff like that. If you've dropped your cable and you're going off the internet like myself that I do, you don't want to pay like a bunch of $10 fees. I mean, because you're kind of de de defeating the purpose of, of dropping your cable if you're mm -hmm. buying a bunch of channels, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, because you're, you're instead paying, like, what did you say, 135 for your cable? Yeah, a month. So, you know, I pay like $100 for my cable and then I have like four channels that we mostly, we do the Amazon, we do Hulu, and we do Netflix, um, you know, which which comes up to about what you're paying for the cable anyway. Yeah. But the, the problem is, is like through my system, I can't get some of the channels. Like I don't get USA. I don't get the channels like TBS and TNT yeah. that, that A&W is on. Now, can I go to YouTube and watch, watch it? Yes. I'm not a big YouTube fan, though, so I don't do that. So what I'm explaining to Tony Khan is, is that if you want to get out in this deep water and be a big bull shark and actually run some competition, they, they, I, I, I want you guys to also understand something. What I'm talking about is I'm not talking about AEW running WWE out of business or something like that. What I'm talking about is what I call healthy competition. Well, healthy competition is just like what the WWE used to do with WCW when when those two had major wars and both companies were doing really well. You could feed off of each other. And, and another thing, AEW and WWE really need to consider possibly doing a pay-per-view together. Yeah, that would be really um, cool. That, that would really, like, cement uh, for both companies... But AEW, in my opinion right now, is just stuck in this this shallow area of water that I'm talking about for the sharks. They haven't really entered the deep right. water. 
Right. They're um, in the breeding grounds. They're in the breeding grounds. And and the problem is that I see with AEW and and because they acquired ROH is getting the shows out there, getting it on TV, getting it so viewers can watch it, and having it available on some kind of streaming channel. Yeah. Now, is that kind of your analogy yeah, for yeah. it as well? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, the thing is, is it's hard, hard for a new company. Well, they've been going pretty good, though, but WWE, what made WWE big was where they built their built the characters of The Undertaker and all them. Uh, that's what, and I think that's what they've done here with uh, AEW. The thing is, everybody's in a faction on AEW, you know, and that, that kind of makes it kind of just not no fun, you know. Well, another problem I see with AEW, and I've said this before too, and it's not that I don't mind that they're acquiring former WWE yeah. stars, or you know, but the thing about it, when you okay, let me let me do an analogy for you. I looked on Yahoo this morning for some news stories and stuff for our shows. Yeah, I posted in our group, which is Outlaw Talking Trash, you guys, about wrestling. Anyway, I posted in our group, and it was, but when I went to Yahoo and I looked up wrestling. I found four or five posts for for WWE. You know how many posts for AEW I found? Very little. None. None. There was not one story about about thing. And this is what I'm talking about. WWE is constantly having bloggers and podcasters like you and me talk about them. They're constantly having several other resources out there that are so they're constantly in the news they're constantly on you yahoo they're constantly on google they're constantly on uh msn they're constantly on aol constantly on uh, bling whatever else you yeah. got for for you know these these major uh streaming companies that that do the internet and and i think that is also hurting the aew because the thing about it is you want to get your stories out there and another thing I think that is hurting the AEW, and, and I go back to Tony Khan for this too, and I, I think this hurts AEW too. Even though you've acquired these superstars from the WWE, you brought them over to AEW, and they have forged their own identity in AEW, their identity from WWE still follows them. Even if they change their oh, name, yeah. even if they, they change their character, the people that were WWE fans or wrestling fans still, in their mind, acknowledges them from the WWE. As a matter of fact, funny you should say that, because I seen an article that said Brian Danielson doesn't want a catchphrase no more. You know, he don't want to have, have another catchphrase like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I read that too, and where he had been forced to, the, the problem is, this is like, you know, it's, it's, and it's also hard for the entertainers too, because okay, one, I mean, that is part of Daniel Bryanson. I mean, think about him. That's part of his yeah. whole legacy, his yes chance, you know. Uh -huh. Even though he's in the AEW, so, you know, as an entertainer, if you're going to quit a company, you're going to go to a new company, you're going to form a new ID, you got to have in your mind, you know, what, how am I going to form this new idea? How am I going to get the, the fans? I, I go back to my buy and sell oh. idea. How do I get the fans to buy into this? 
are selling into this idea. And I think that's where AEW is having a problem right now. It's, and, and I'm not, again, not slamming them for bringing in talent from the WWE. Yeah. But when you look at the AEW right now, and you look at names, and I, can, I still cannot barely tell you any of the wrestlers. All the wrestlers I know on the AEW roster are only because I know them from the WWE. Yeah. Well, the ones that, yeah, there is some like, um, let's see, what is his name? Um, if I heard it, I could tell you. I don't, I know it, but it's right there on the tip of my tongue. I just can't bring it out. Sanjay Dutt. He's, uh, he's from Impact. And, uh, there's another wrestler that wrestled against Ric Flair this weekend. He's also in uh, AEW and Impact and and all that too, you know. Well, and this is why I'm this is where I'm going in our conversation. So we, we talked about this with the WWE and and we've and you and I both agree we're both really strong in building building characters and building feuds. One of the problems that I see with with Tony Khan and AEW is not only the TV time, getting the fans in the stands, getting the fans at the events. That's another thing. I think you need a little bit prom more promotion on your pay-per-views and stuff. I would love, I, I think I've only written one odds blog on AEW. It's only because I can barely find the matches well, and stuff you, for their pay-per-views. The other day, you, uh, well, you posted something, I think it was yesterday, or pinned something up. AEW's, uh, uh, ten attendance at one of their shows was uh, is uh, one of their dynamite shows. They had like uh, five, sold five thousand tickets, and there's still a thousand tickets left. You know, and that's not good, man, because you got three million dollar uh, uh, paychecks to pay right there. You know, with those WWE guys. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, here here's here's another thing. And like I said, and this goes back to you guys, what what I tell you about TV ratings and stuff like this, and it's why the WWE finds this stuff so important. So AEW on TV ratings has not been doing well either. Right. Their pay-per-views, you know, okay, AEW comes to town, and WWE comes to town. You know WWE's coming there. AEW, I mean, you know, they're, they're taking smaller venues and stuff like that, which WWE is doing right now, too. But the thing about it is, is you still know WWE's coming. You don't really hear about where AEW is going to be. Right. Where they're, you know, what's next, you know? What I'm saying, Tony Khan, is that if you want to get your shark built up into this big, fat, competition chart. I mean, WWE is already a great bulls chart. Yeah. <coughs> if you want to be swimming out there next to WWE, be the other great bulls shark, you, you got to do some of these things. you got to change them. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to stay in this breeding grounds, which you could probably stay in, and you could probably do. But eventually what's going to happen is TBS and TNT is going to get tired of the poor ratings. The fans are going to get tired of not be able to find the shows, watch the shows, or go to the shows. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start losing bookings. You're going to start losing live attendance. You're going to start losing... I, I also bid bid some of the attendance, the, the 
lack of attendance at live shows. People these days have to choose whether they're going to eat, pay their rent, or buy gas that week, you know? Yeah, I think WWE suffers with that a little bit, but I, I go but back to you again. I watch their WWE. shows every week, and they're, they got 50,000, 60,000 people right. on their I'm just going to SummerSlam, and those tickets aren't cheap, and that was sold out mm-hmm. in Nashville, Tennessee over this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I, I'm just telling Tony Khan, you, you, somewhere something is wrong. You you got to figure this out because the thing that's about why, it that's why M, uh, MCG or whatever his name was that's uh, MJF that's why he left you know he well he Tony Khan couldn't uh, he wouldn't pay him what he wanted you know he, they can't they can't afford it or uh, or they'll go broke you know well and, and I said this like remember way back when he bought ROH and I was talking to you guys and and. What makes or break a wrestling company? Wrestling companies are all fan-based. So your, your major income is from your TV commercials and sponsors. Your second major income is from your live events. Mm-hmm. Your third major income is from merchandise and stuff like that. Um, so if, if you're not getting the TV ratings, you're not going to get the sponsors. If right. you're not getting the sponsors and stuff from TV, when you go to a town and you book an event... You have to pay to book that event there. You have to buy that arena, and you have to sell that arena out, and you have to make money. If you're not, like you said, if you uh, that post I posted, if you're having a thousand tickets left over. Let's just say those thousand tickets are worth, you know, twenty to fifty dollars each. Yeah. You know, you just you just lost that much money. And then when people come to the show, if you're not selling out those shows and you're having that many seats empty. And this right. just goes from my personal experience from doing Outlaw Sports Entertainment with ESPN because I used to cover a lot of amateur sports and stuff like that. And that's what ended my my time with ESPN because we did not have the people coming to the events. And ESPN said, hey, look, you don't have enough people coming to these events. And it's not really worth our time and money to, to do all the promotions and get the sponsors because they're looking at it and saying, hey, you don't have enough people coming to this event. Why should we sponsor it? Right. You know? So I, I, I know for a fact that you guys could say I'm blowing smoke out my butt, but I know I'm not. Right. Because I can tell you from experience I've seen this happen. And I've seen it happen with bigger companies than AEW also. One of the biggest downfalls of WCW, if you read uh, some of the books and some of the stuff that uh, Ted Turner posted... They had an issue, and, and this is another thing, too. So, they did really well when they tried to stay on the East Coast. Right. But when they started trying booking events on the West Coast, <coughs> started coming up with travel expenses, you know, motel expenses. On top of that, of, of paying your your entertainers and booking the events and getting places to do. And it, that was, like, one of the major downfalls of the WCW in the end. Yeah, you know, so all, all I can say, Tony Khan, about AEW, it, it's not that I that I want you to come up and say, oh, let's put WEW out of business. No, that's not what the Outlaw Michael Thompson is all about. The Outlaw Michael Thompson is all about is let's let's get AEW to be that second big shark yeah. out there, so we have a healthy competition between two companies. Kind of like WCW was, right? Man, you know, right. And, and but, I think that benefits 
all the WWE fans. It benefits all the AEW fans. The thing with WCW was WCW was actually one I thought was one of the best wrestling organizations out there, even better than WWE. Matter of fact, I would watch a, a w, a WCW and when it, and I'd change it over to see if Kane or The Undertaker were wrestling. And if they weren't wrestling, then I switch it back over and watch the NWO and the WCW guys go at it. And then I'd switch it back over. Yeah, there's Kane. Yeah, all right, there's Kane. You know? I, I think when they wore it out, I was like kind of a half and half on both of them. I, I watched both about equally. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my second problem is, and not again, you guys, not really my problem. As a longtime WWE fan, I, I've been pretty loyal to the WWE for a long time, but I, I like to see other organizations come out. But for a long time, after the WCW closed, there was nobody. Right. You know, and then Tony Khan came and he built AEW, started giving a little competition, built a little bit more, built it up a little more. Like I said, you know, kind of like this, this feeding ground for the Sharks. Well, you yeah, had Impact. And, and that, that, too. You know, Impact was before it was and, before AEW came out. They were doing real good against WWE, but they had this lady called, uh, what was her name? Dixie Carter. And Dixie Carter ran it into the ground, and that's why they got bought out. You know, but she ran that show into the ground, and that's why you hardly hear anything. Plus, they're on a pay pay channel anyway. And see, so. that's another one. So we, I mean, that's another prime example that we could use. Uh-huh. You know, our, see, people like me, I pay one hundred thirty-four dollars. Like my favorite show was Live PD. I, I mean, I never missed an episode because my count, our county was on there on Live PD, so I never missed a missed a Live PD show. Well, uh, I was, after they canceled Live PD, you know, I quit watching A&E a &E because of that. And, but anyway, now they got a new channel, which is called Reels, and that's what's on, what it's on now. And that costs an extra $9 a month. And, and that's what I'm talking about, too, you know. But I think, this is honestly what I think. I think if AEW did, like, a live stream, like, WWE used to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I call it AEW Universe. I don't know. We could call it AEW Revolution or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the thing about it, if you made that like $5 a month. Right. Kind of like what you do on Peacock right now. You can get all the pay-per-views for WWE on Peacock for like between $5 and $9 a month. Yeah. AEW Evolution. Evolution. There you go. And, you know... The thing about it is if you do that, I think that there would be enough fans out there that would be willing to pay that five bucks a month. So, like, you could go back, like, if you missed a show on TNT or TBS, you could go back and watch those. Or if you wanted to catch a pay-per-view, you could watch it. Or, you know, some of the side shows and stuff, or, you know, you could put your merchandise on there. Old videos, just like what WWE used to do, that's all on Peacock now. Uh -huh. You know? And the thing about it is, is I just think AEW is missing this opportunity to do this. And I, yeah. I think it's holding them back That's at this a, point. That, that was a monkey, a money maker because I, I, except whenever uh, I had a friend, he uh, he had the, the uh, network. And whenever he had the network, 
he, go, he, go, he, he advances me. He goes, here's my password. Come watch the, watch the, the pay-per-view with me. Yeah, and more companies, even, uh, that was one of the problems with WWE Universe, too. Yeah. But they, even, like, you know, uh, that, that, companies are starting to crack down on stuff yeah, like that, Well, too. yeah, they, they, they figure, they, they watch. They can they see says, how many, like, devices guy, you have it on. Yeah, this guy's in uh, PA, but wait a minute. This guy's in Missouri watching it, too, on the same, you know. Yeah, I don't think they're in the same. Same thing. He's like, they're like, click. And I was like, damn. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think more people. I think even if they did it, though, like I said, I, I just think AEW is at the point. So I, I guess my question to you, if I were to go back to my original question to you, how do you feel? Do you, do you think that AEW is rising? Do you think it's a sinking ship? Or do you think it's just staying um, the same? It's rising because if you watch the sh if you do watch the shows, everybody loves all the wrestlers, you know, uh, and they like the the extreme uh, extreme parts of the wrestling of of their shows, you know, with the bat with the barbed wire bats and uh, everything like that, you know, barbed wire matches, and I, no, I like that too. That's why I used to watch. I used to. Watch ECW more than I watched WCW and uh, WWE whenever it was on, you know. So, uh, but I think, like you said, they they need to think of something that will, you know, because like like I was watching a TV, not was it no on TBS? It was USA watching the Chicago Cops. There were twenty different. Uh, uh, ads for WWE on there. Twenty different ads. Then on another channel is Fox Sports Net, but it says you know this Friday night new a new show you know new beginning or whatever you know. I'm like, well, you know that's that's good. But I've seen it about 15 or 20 times before the show was even on that day. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, and that's what I'm talking about, ratings and, and stuff like that. Cause, and, and, and WWE, trust me, is putting some money out for these yeah, ads. They're, they're, yeah, they're about what, two or $3,000 an ad maybe, or some of them uh, 200, maybe even higher than 200000 yeah. yeah. You know, the, the thing Of course, about some it, of it is stuff that they've recorded, and then they put it all... they bunch it all together and make a video out of it and make right. an ad out of it. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, and that's, you know, another thing too is WWE has two of the biggest companies, really actually three of the biggest companies locked up. That's USA, Fox, and then they got uh, Peacock, which is CBS. Yeah. You know, so AEW kind of might have to, you know, I don't know if any of those companies would even be interested in AEW, Plus, there's, I'm sure WWE covered their ass and said, hey, look, we're going to be the only wrestling company on these channels, you know. Uh -huh. But, I mean, you do have other channels you could go to that people could get if they don't pay for cable. Right. You know, or even it's, if they are paying for cable. Yeah. The digital, you know, the digital monitors, you know, people that, that, that it's got the digital, not digital cable, but digital TV. You know, that's why they have the digital TV. They didn't want the analog uh, uh, antennas out, you know, hanging all over everybody's houses. It made it easier for everybody to have, you know, the uh, digital television. And 
That's what I, you're right. They can make a channel for people to watch. And, and we've discussed that too. That would be another suggestion of mine. A, a, a TV channel strictly address the AEW, a radio channel. Yeah, or, yeah like the WWE. They've got, well, they also affiliate with A and E, you know, because they've been doing the legends on there, you know. Yeah, I mean, they have and these other side shows. And that's another thing, too, is, you, you know, you've got to get, again, I go back to the basics of things. you got to get your characters that are wrestling to integrate with your fans. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting your characters that are your entertainers, that are pulling off your shows integrated to the fans, then you have a major problem. And and your major problem is going to be that you're not building a fan base that wants to keep coming back. Right. You know. Yeah. And well, not what look what they did this this week. Yeah. Ronda Rousey. Everybody loved Ronda Rousey. She was she was a face. At the end of the match, she became a heel. You know, it was a perfect heel turn. You know, that's why they did it. They they were going to turn her heel, so they did. They they had her do it like that. You know, and well, it's not just about now they suspended her. You know, that's, well, well, let's let's get to uh, we're about halfway. So I guess that's my spiel on AEW guys. So Tony Khan. This is the outlaw Michael Thompson and Whispering Eagle calling you out saying, we would love to talk to you. Yeah. Let's talk to you about us writing one of your shows and see how that see how that goes. You know, because I, I, I love watching John Moxley. John Moxley, man, when he comes out there, everybody loves him and everybody loves Chris Jericho. They like his song that he's, that he's you know, he sings his own uh Oh, music from Fozzie. Yeah. Would you quit? Sitting there, sitting there, meeting my, <laughs> meeting my hand, arm. But uh, yeah, they like, they love John Moxley. Whenever he comes out, they're always tapping him on the shoulders, and he puts his shoulder in, you know, shoulders into the crowd, and then he, you know, he comes back out, you know, because somebody's going to grab him one day. But uh, yeah, he people pat him on the shoulders, and he comes through the crowd, like you said. You got to get in with their crowd more than you got than you do the you know the ring you know the people what happens in the ring keeps the crowd entertained but if you come out and slap people's hands or let people tap you on the shoulder whenever they come by you know that's all a lot of people want to do is just touch a touch a profession touch a person who's a star you know. Personally, I knew Gretchen Wilson very, very well. She, you know, she's that country music star. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, oh, I know her. Sorry, yeah, I can't think of who it is. It's, you know, anyway, uh, redneck woman. You know, she was one of my best friends. She used to sing at one, sing at one of the bars here in town, and I and I used to hang around her at a pool hall. Man, me and her got to be real close. You know, and. Used to play cards with her, shoot pool with her, go to her apartment. And we'd all party at her apartment and everything, you know. But you know, like like I said, everybody wants to touch a touch a star, you know. They want to say, "Hey, I touched a star." I had a friend that literally 
we went and watched Quiet Riot in concert, and I was standing right up on stage, right there at the stage. My friend was right there next to me, and he sat in the rub of this dude's leg. I looked over my friend, I got ready to hit him. I said, what the hell are you doing? That's a man's leg you're rubbing right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, but it's, it's not just about that, too. It's, it's when you have a live show. It's one thing when you're live, but when we're at home watching on TV, yeah. Okay, yes. you got to draw that audience in as yeah, well. Yeah. If the audience at home is bored watching it on the TV screen, that's a problem too because that's why Tony Khan has started letting them cut. You know, and the other night they actually had a picture uh, on on the internet. It says proof that uh, Chris Jericho cut, and he's sitting there like that. <laughs> he went like that across his forehead. You know, you know they tape little razors uh, right there. You know, that way they can either cut themselves or whenever they're rubbing their fingers like right. that they can slice somebody's head open or whatever that's how what's his name uh abdullah the butcher gave a guy hepatitis doing that see in these days that, that's another thing about that going down that road i like the extreme matches i'm not so much about the blood matches yeah. but <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying, guys. You know, this this is if you're an AEW fan, I mean, you, you got to see what we're saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I like AEW because it goes back to the old days, like like the uh, NWA wrestling. You know, they didn't care what they showed on TV. They 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 had all. Tommy Wildfire Rich and Hacksaw, uh, uh, Bad Dog Bud Sawyer. One of the bloodiest matches I have ever seen in my life because, you know, Tommy Wildfire Rich had this bleached blonde hair. And whenever he cut, it was just like Ric Flair's old, old bleached blonde hair would do. Just, you know, red, red, crimson red, you know. And they just beat the crap. They had all out, indoor and outdoor, and it showed him go outside. He. They slammed each other's head through windshields, car car windows, and everything, you know. And that's what kept people in, you know, interested in wrestling because it looked real, you know. And that's what WWE misses with me is it making it look real. I mean, if you hit somebody and they go, oh, then they then they look back at you, you know, like then or they come start coming back. There's hardly ever a time that I've seen anybody that's bare knuckle fought and they came back and whooped the crap out of somebody. Right. So. Well, speaking of WWE, that's where we're going to go next. So, you mentioned Ronda Rousey, and I disagree with a heel turn with her, but it looks like that's where we're going to go. I don't like it because I like Ronda Rousey. So, what happened at the end of the Ronda Rousey match, if you guys didn't catch SummerSlam, so, Ronda Rousey had Liv Morgan um, in an arm lock, but Ronda Rousey was upside down, so her shoulders were towards the mat, and she had the arm bar and her legs up across uh, Liv Morgan's shoulders. And Liv Morgan was tapping well, at the was. top, mm -hmm. but the referee counted Ronda Rousey out at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you, if you're going to do that move, I guess you do have to, like, kind of lift your sh one of your shoulders up or something like yeah. that. But the thing about it is, yeah, Ronda Rousey should have been the new champion. And, you know, we could go into a discussion about WWE and bad calls.
from the referees. I mean, if they're going to suspend Ronda Rousey, what are they doing to the referee for the bad call? Mm -hmm. But I just read an article right before we come in here. It's only rumor and speculation. So Ronda Rousey is slated on the card for Clash at the Champions in England. So even though she has been suspended indefinitely, you guys don't expect it to last because for somehow or some way it's going to be reversed. We've we've seen these indefinite suspensions reversed all the time. Oh yeah. So you know it's it's. So she's supposed to be at Clash of Castles. Yes, Clash at the Castles. She yeah. that's the rumor right now that she has been booked for that. Um, the problem I have. Right now, and, and I know you're a big Liv Morgan fan, so who steps up to Liv Morgan now? Who, who would you like to step up to Liv Morgan? Well, I think it either has to be Natalia or Shayna Baszler. Whoever's, whoever's been there the longest and whoever may retire earlier, earliest or, you know, I think... Natty deserves it because Natty, I mean, that's why I, if I was Natty, I'd, I would have quit a long time ago in the WWE because she has been there for all this time and people keep coming in and getting put as a champion before her. You know, I mean, look, Liv Morgan, I love her to death. She's gorgeous, got she's sexy and all that. But so is Natty. Natty's very hot. And... I think Natty, if they made her a face, would make a very good champion. And uh, she, would, she would make that championship honorable if she turned face again, you know. Well, there are some things, and I, I sent you this too. So uh, Rachel Rodriguez is another name I could throw in yeah. there. But she's, um, to, me, to me, she's too new. She shouldn't even have a chance at it right now. Right. Know? And I saw a post recently that uh, Selena Vega was on a return. Yeah. I posted a really hot picture of her in a tweet that I'm sure oh, you like. Wow, yes. In a jail cell. I, I, I even, I even commented, commented on it, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot I was suspended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whispering Eagles being a bit of an outlaw himself this week. But, yeah, so uh, Selena Vega. I'm trying to think on the SmackDown. Of course, now you guys... No, there's no pay-per-views in August. So our next pay-per-view is, uh, I think it's called Clash at the Castle, right? Something like in that, In September. Yeah. So you know that's where the, the next uh, title match is probably going to go. I don't know if we'll see any title matches in between here and there as far as with Liv Morgan. Um, but my suspicions are the people that I would put at the top of the list, like you said, Natty. Uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Rachel Rodriguez. If Selena Vega comes back, I would put her at the top of that list. Yeah, um, you have to even put the idiot Char Carmella up there too. Carmella, um, she's actually a talented wrestler. I actually, yeah, I'm trying to think her. who else is on SmackDown that we could throw in there. I, I've, oh. We'll have to see how the storylines for SmackDown. Of course, um, so you guys, we'll we'll continue to follow that up. With Ronda Rousey's suspension and all. So, uh, Drew McIntyre beat Sheamus, uh, got qualified, and the match has the only match that for sure has been set at, which I need to open up a, a page for. I'll get that going tonight, you guys, for uh, Clash at the Castle. 
is Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Now, my question is, how much are we going to see of Roman Reigns between now and Clash at the Castle, either on Raw or SmackDown? Very little, probably. You know, which which I think is very... I, I, congratulations on Drew McIntyre. I'm sure he, he deserves the shot at the title and everything like that. But back to what I was saying... I think we need to put the titles back on the perspective of the brands. Yeah. And we need to have a full-time champion. Now, the other thing, I want to talk about SummerSlam just a little bit here, you guys, because if you guys watch the matches, it's one of the craziest matches I've ever seen. And I, I give Brock Lesnar uh, major, like, five-point cowboy points. Yeah. Uh, because he came out in a freaking tractor. Uh-huh. <laughs> he lifted up the ring with the tractor. He lifted up Roman Reigns and dumped Roman Reigns in the tractor. When he lifted Roman Reigns in the ring, Roman Reigns fell all the way down the 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 ring ramp and fell on the ground. It took both the Usos, Paul Heyman, Austin Theory, it. and Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman got slammed through a table. <laughs> it, it took basically four people. And Brock Lesnar still stood up at the end and raised his cowboy hat after being buried in some rubble. Oh, yeah. You know, so, That's I don't know. Is, war out there. is that the end of Brock Lesnar anything for a while? <sighs> From what I've been reading, people have been saying, well, Brock Lesnar ain't going to be back at WWE, but he's slated for a pay-per-view in November or something like that, or some some pay per view. I heard he was booked for a pay per view in 2023. Oh yeah, so he may take the rest of the year off and come back. I don't know, but I think it's kind of kind of stupid for him to do that because people are getting tired of the part time wrestlers. Matter of fact, uh, Drew uh, McIntyre. Drew McIntyre the other day. He comes out there and goes, how about you and I go go against each other and see who has who has gets to go against uh Roman Reigns for that title. We got a pre we got a we got a champion that's holding the title uh for for uh hostage ho holding the title hostage. So why don't we me and you go at it and see who takes it who can who goes up against him and can take this title from him? Then I I hope he does take it from him, but it ain't gonna happen because they're still wanting that damn. Well, they're, they're, and I think WWE is making a huge mistake in this. I, I realize probably all the fans want it. I know the WWE is craving for it, and that would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson versus Roman Reigns. I just don't foresee it happening down in the future. At any I just time. really don't want. I, what what ticks me off is. And pardon my language, because I'm going to have to use some stuff here. WWE has a hard-on for wrestling family, you know, wrestling families against families. For a while there, they was going to put Rey Mysterio against his son. You know, there was rumors about that. The last time they put, uh, you know, brother against brother was... Uh, Owen Hart, Owen Hart and Bret Hart. Hart, yeah, and Owen Hart ended up dying, you know, even though he was well loved by everybody, I mean, you know, he was the enemy in the ring, but whenever backstage, everybody and him were best buddies, you know, 
So when he died, it, it killed everybody, you know. It just hurt, hurt their heart. But I still think Vince McMahon and the WWE have a, you know, erect one for uh, family, family fights. Yeah, family fights. And I, I just don't, li I don't like that. And by the way, we have to start dressing Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we we kicked like, Vince out. Because, you know, I'm... You know, I come from a family that, that don't like me. You know, my dad hangs with me. You know, he calls he talk, calls me and talks to me. I got three sisters and a brother, and not one of them call me. Not one of them come to see me, you know. And what ticks me off is WWE wants to put people, you know, family members against family members, you know. And that's, and like, that's what happened. Well, no, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. They even tried to do that with Jeff and Matt Hardy. Yeah, the, you're right. You know, and and I'm glad Ray and uh, Dominic have fought that. Yeah. Speaking of Ray and Dominic, I want to talk to you about another thing that happened at SummerSlam. That was. So as you guys know, and we yeah. guessed it right, yeah. it was Edge that came out. Yeah. So Edge has returned now, and he has vowed he... to destroy the judgment day and it is the rated r superstar edge so. and um yeah this last monday night though free ripley managed to slip him out and he ended up spearing dominic i <laughs> think there's any uh backlash from that from ray or uh, i don't know it, it, you know what i what i what, what i what i never get is okay they got the they got the videos to go back on and say hey wait a minute that was an accident you know but they, they they always hold a vengeance against the person that did it, you know. I'm like, wait a minute, it was an accident, <laughs> you know. Well, but, here's the thing about Edge coming back too. Edge is facing Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Now I think Edge could probably t handle his own with Finn Balor and, and Damian Priest, but Finn or Edge needs a female to come help him with Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Do we see Beth Phoenix? I would or does Edge recruit somebody close. else? There was a rumor about him and Alexa Bliss teaming up. There, Do you think she would want him to... Well, since, well, Alexa Bliss is married now, so that wouldn't bother her. But, I mean, look at what Edge did with uh, Lita, you know, so... Well, you know, yeah, the reputation, the fear of that is there, you know, the cheating or the thing, but... I think Edge needs to recruit a female yeah, he does. superstar he needs, to help him. But I think the reason why Beth don't do it is because they do got children, and somebody has to stay with the children. But even though WWE would provide you know child care, that's what they do, you know, or that or well, they would both be out on stage, so they'd have to have somebody come and either come and stay with them or. WWE provide the health care, you know, child care for them. So yeah, I don't know. it'd be really interesting. I, my my advice on that to Edge is recruit a female to help you, Edge. You know, maybe even recruit someone else. I know. Unless I know you've got your back turned on you, and people have turned their back on you. Unless before. she wants, unless she wants to put herself where China was. Yeah, the thing about it is, I mean, you get to a point of Rhea Ripley interfering, I mean, so much. I mean, is there some point? 
Uh, but see, you and I well, go see, back, and we don't. We both we agree. Go back that's, where I went back to. We both agree that it's not really a good idea for well, yeah, male, female. Vagina, yeah. So yeah. I, I I go again saying, Edge, you're gonna have to recruit a female to help you. <laughs> this yeah. is advice from the outlaw Michael. Well, Thompson. that's in our opinions because we don't want, we don't like hitting women, you know. Right. Okay, so something else that that kind of fall out from from SummerSlam that fell in the to Monday night. Uh, Raw, another thing, uh, the Becky Lynch Bianca Belair match. Becky Lynch, obviously injured, um, is going to be out for a while now. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and I don't know if I can pronounce this, but something Yo, I forget what her name is, Yo Indigo or something like that. Yeah, um, formed a threesome team, and uh, Bianca Belair ended up wrestling the ESO girl and winning on Monday Night Raw. So, what's your take on where they're going with this Bailey uh, recruiting people and now Alexa Bliss, Oscar, um, and Bianca Belair? I'm, I'm, I said this a long time ago that the WWE needed to create the four horse women. Do we see it happen? Do we see a return on Charlotte Flair? That would be a good thing. I'd like to see her as a leader of the four horsemen. And these three women that, they, that you know, with Bailey and those other two girls would make a great one. Now, Bailey, before I talk, before I say any more, that woman is looking fine now, I'm telling you. I have when she left, she just she didn't look all that that great. But man, she she uh, I think she dropped a few maybe a few inches of you know poundage or whatever. But man, she was looking really good the other night. I was like, hey Bailey, what's up, girl? You know, well, if you're uh, single, Bailey, Whisper yeah, Eagle, yeah. <laughs> Whisper Eagle would like to meet you. <laughs> yeah, come here. And let's talk about what what you know, maybe Ingo. What's the other uh, Dakota Kai and Ingo Sky? Are you? Yeah. Whatever her name is. Yeah. Whispering Eagle, even single, cute women. <laughs> but yeah, she, but, uh, so I've always been a fan of Bailey, even whenever she's a heel. But she's talented, very talented. She can make you really think that she's a mean bitch, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I just, I like that when they, when they can make it look real. You know, if they can't make it look real, they don't need to be in wrestling no more. You know, they don't well, need to just, be in. No just for you guys as note on the end note show here, I, I saw this right before we started the show, that this Monday night Raw had the highest ratings ever. Oh yeah. You know, I give props if this is the direction that Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are gonna go, I give props where props is due, but you gotta keep it going. Right. You can't just like, oh, well, we just got the highest range every next Monday night. It's going to be a total flop. That's what AEW is doing. You can't yeah. do that. You got to get so Friday night SmackDown. By the way, if you guys want, you got to quit having the same people fight the same people. Too. Right. You got. That's why AEW is going wrong. They have the same faction fighting the same faction month after month after month. A year not or two creating later, new feuds, not yeah. creating new storylines. So since you spoke of that, let's talk about this one. Uh, Logan Paul ended up defeating The Miz, even with the help of Champa. But Champa this Monday night uh, ended up going against uh, AJ Styles in a match to s- who will face Bobby Lashley. 
for the United States champion coming this Monday Night Raw. And what do you think, uh, what's your pick? I'll just take your pick because we won't be on before Monday Night Raw. Champa or Bobby Lashley? Champa. Think Champa will win? Well, I don't know. Did you say Bobby Bobby Lashley? Yes. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. I think this is what happened. If Champa does win for some reason, it probably will be, be because of the Miz. Miz. But here's the thing. So I don't know exactly what the contract with Logan Paul was with WWE. I thought it was a a, a, uh, a long extended constant, yeah constant a long contract. But I saw a post today which was kind of interesting. So I don't know if maybe if it was just a contract for this pay per view or a short contract. Yeah. But there was a, a mention of a long contract for, for Logan Paul. What I see happening maybe on Monday Night Raw during the match is that Miz comes out. And if I were the creative writing team, I would have Logan Paul come out and, you know, interfere with the Miz yeah. and stuff like that. Um, which would or make it have um, um, uh, Maurice. No, the, what's the guy from um, that, that? Dolph Ziggler? No, uh, he just fought what's his name to lose and lost to him so he uh, could go fight Lashley um, oh Austin Theory no well, so, Austin, no, Austin Theory uh, lost AJ to Styles AJ Styles they're going to have AJ Styles come back and kick his butt and kick what's his name's butt for making you know grabbing his leg and make it where he almost got missed right and but I think I, I, don't, I don't, and I never thought I would see this though. And it's upsetting because AJ Styles has always been one of my favorite wrestlers, always. I mean, he was really good. And whenever I started watching Impact Wrestling, he was like one of their top dogs in, in, in Impact Wrestling. And then they did, then, like I said, Dixie Carter did him wrong too. They, and he took the title with him and left. I mean, and he went to Mexico and started wrestling. And then he come back, and then he went to Japan, all Japan. You know, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling or something like that. And, but it kind of hurts me to see him as a as a worker, you know, as a worker wrestler, you know. Uh, he, I, he, put, he put, I mean, what's his name didn't need to be put over. He's already put over from NXT. Everybody loved uh What's that? What's that guy? Champa. Champa. They love Champ. Uh, Champa. Whenever he was in the uh, in the NXT, that I mean, he was a champion in NXT, and they loved him. And well, I, that's they, why I don't understand why they're having AJ Styles put him over. Like well, that, there's you know? two people in the WWE right now that well, there's probably more than two, but Brock Lesnar's up there because he's 55. What's AJ like in his 40s, 50s, late 40s, early 50s? Something like that. And then, that. Uh, who else was I thinking? Um, Brock Lesnar is 55? I think so, yeah, I believe so. Oh, man, I didn't know what you were saying, um, AJ Styles is up there, and there was someone else that I was thinking that was up there that... Uh, AJ Styles is in his, you know, up there. There, yeah. there was some edges up there as well. Um, I'm trying to think of some names. What my, my basic point was is they're getting up to that age where... Remember the show we were talking about? Most people retire from WWE between 40 and 50 years old. So, you know, these people that are getting up there, and I told you, you and I could be in for a second reckoning of people exiting. 
Now, before I leave, uh, the Matt Riddle-Seth Rollins match did not happen. Yeah. Um, what happened there? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, uh, Matt called, came. He wasn't cleared to wrestle, came to SummerSlam. Oh. Called Seth out. Seth came out and stomped him again. As you can see that, um, you guys, we're towards the end of the show, so I'm going to remind you guys, join me live on uh, Twitter on SmackDown on Friday nights at 7 o'clock. Uh, join us next Wednesday as we talk more AEW, WWE. Become outlaws because you're wanted. Y'all have a good one. We love you. And come back next week. We'll be talking more about wrestling. And did you find Brock Lesnar's actual age? Was I right? He's 45. 45. Okay, I was wrong. Sorry, Brock. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 45. John Cena's 45. Sable is actually a year younger than me. She's your age. That's Brock Lesnar's wife. Uh, 